Welcome back to Newbury TV Podcast Show. I am your host, Jawan Newbury, and today I have a special guest for you all by the name of Caleb Rowland. He is a filmer, entrepreneur, videographer, model, actor, and also the owner of his own film slash media company, 615 Films. He has done videos with DDG, YBN Almighty J, and worked for Epic Records. He's interviewed J. Cole's brother on his YouTube channel, which amassed over 100,000 views, which granted him a feature on Genius when they was breaking down J. Cole's song, Kill Edward. He's acted in the season six finale of Nashville on CMT. He's been in a Nissan Road commercial and music videos. He's also represented by Amax Talent, HMM in Los Angeles, California, and in Chicago, which allow him to model for GBX in different brands. Without further ado, here's our guest, Caleb Rowland. What's up, Caleb? How you doing? What's good, bro? I'm just, just working, man. How, how's everything going with you? I appreciate you uh, inviting me on this. Yeah, no problem, no problem. I appreciate you for doing it. Everything is good with me, honestly. Uh, you know, just really getting the gist of the new year and trying to get out to my goals. Probably just like everybody else, honestly. I hear you, bro. Like this year, I've been uh, I've been trying to like move away from like the financial moves and, and get into like my health moves. You know what I'm saying? Because health literally comes first. Because you can't really get to your wealth moves before, you know, your health, or else you're, you know, you'll feel like crap, dude. And that's what I've been feeling like. Yeah, and it go, it goes hand to hand with your mind. Mm-hmm. So in your journey, beginning as far as like uh, music and you know recording videos, like how did mm-hmm. how did you start that? So around like 2017, that's when I graduated high school. And I wasn't good at school at all. I was one of those like cliche students. And it's kind of like a cliche story, but like, yeah, I just didn't have a lot of passion in school because I knew as soon as I graduated, I was going to go into like the YouTube space, the video space, um, just because I got a lot of inspiration from, you know, the YouTubers that I've watched. So, so yeah, right when I graduated, I started like editing up YouTube videos and uh, posted on Snapchat. And then somebody on Snapchat just asked me if I could edit a rap video for him. And, uh, you know, I shot my first music video for like $50 around that time. Mm-hmm. And then four years later, it's crazy where it all ended me up at. And, yeah. and yeah, that's kind of how I got situated in like the music video space. Yeah, because I somewhat seen your, uh, your growth on uh, social media, even from like when you uh, first did your video with uh, DDG. And mm-hmm. I was like, and a boy, Caleb came up. Yes, bro sir. i know it's so weird though too like i'm so i'm from tennessee right now uh or i'm in tennessee it's where i'm from and mm-hmm. you really don't see a lot of like people come out of you know murfreesboro tennessee uh you know i mean you see a lot of youtubers come out of atlanta but i don't know you just don't see a lot of people come out like for the entertainment industry and i just go to la and kind of chase that vision exactly exactly and that's the same thing it's like as far as um my town that I live in, uh, which is uh, Brunswick, mm-hmm. and not too many people, you know, make it like that. And honestly, nobody has really, you know, made it like that. Now, I have a cousin that's uh, that made it to the NFL. His name is Darius Slay. He played for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. And okay. uh, and uh, and a couple other guys that went to Brunswick, that went to my uh, high school, Brunswick High, and one that went to uh, GA. And, like, two of them I know personally, which is my cousin and another guy that I used to train and work out with. His name is Tracy Walker. And it's, mm-hmm. uh, and it's another guy that uh, went to uh, uh, also Brunswick High, Justin Coleman, and it's a guy from GA. So it's, like, four four players from my hometown that, you know, that that's from here, you know, mm-hmm. in the NFL. But, you know, those are, like, uh, rare sightings, like you said, you know, just coming, like, from a, a smaller place. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you play football too, huh? No, no, no. Me personally, I did boxing. While everybody was playing football, baseball, basketball, I go to the boxing gym. That's what I was doing. And um, oh, I see. And I know, like for a while, I was I was doing that, and until I had got hit by a car. Oh. Yeah. Uh, the car came at me uh seventy miles per hour, and um, you know it it and I I know like that, but if that didn't happen, the next day I would have been going to Atlanta to train with Evander Holyfield. Dang, bro. Well, you know, God has his plan, you know, for everybody. Exactly. 
And so from that point, you know, like certain stuff like that, it can, it, it can, uh, you know, kill your spirit and really change your whole life around. You know, when you've been set on yep. one thing, like every single day, day in and day out and something like that happens within a few seconds of taken mm-hmm. away from you, you know, mm-hmm. but just like yourself, as far as you were saying how, you know, um, you wasn't always that you wasn't, you was that, you know, that, that student at school that didn't really, you know, that didn't really care for it. Cause you already knew what you were going to do. Yeah. You know it's I mean? weird because it's, it's, I want to say it's like a confidence, but more of like a, a blind confidence. Cause you don't know where you're going to end up at, but you know what you want to do. And I would even argue, bro. I would even argue that I wanted to go down like the entertainment video, like YouTube space, bro, like in middle school. You know, because that's when I first started watching it, like watching YouTube, like sixth grade and stuff like that. But mm, you just never know. Yeah. And as far as with dreams, man, I say dreams take you places where reality can't. I agree. So what was what was your life like growing up in Tennessee? Um. Yeah. So I live in middle Tennessee and it was it was cool, like. I, I was an athlete growing up in, in school. I did uh, football and track and wrestling all throughout high school. I was a triathlete. I made it to state and wrestling, but it's really not that competitive here, like in Tennessee, at least where I'm at. So it was, it was cool, but that, that took up a lot of my time outside of, uh, you know, classes. Um, you know, you, you have the, the occasional, like, little come-up story where you get bullied or whatever for, for being yeah. Asian and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of the Asian folks know what I'm talking about, but other than that, um, you know, came from uh, a loving mom, uh, single parent, was in her household, and then the yeah. other half of my life uh, switched to my dad's side of the family and just started living with him. It was a weird, it was a weird uh, situation, uh, rotation, you know, to live with your mom then your dad, yeah. and. Uh, I got a brother who graduated valedictorian, a sister, you know, who's in school right now. And I, I was the person who, like I said, was a little different as far as academics, because, you know, like I said, my brother graduated valedictorian and my sister uh, was always top of her class. And I think I excelled in a different way. I'd argue like creatively. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, as when you're growing up, like a lot of people don't recognize that until you start posting on social media and and you start showing off your moves like that mm-hmm. but after school I bro I, I was in college for like a semester didn't really do much with that that's when I started uploading on YouTube and mm-hmm. and yeah bro I mean that's that's really like my whole personal life summed up like five minutes yeah it's like a it's like a black sheep type story it is, man. And there's a lot of people out there uh, who are like that. You know, yeah. they just haven't tapped in or maybe they don't realize what they have, like, outside of school. Um, but and that's one thing that I that's like a thesis about me. Um, I like to kind of like for people who are similar like me, I root for, you know, like how you're stepping out of your comfort zone doing mm-hmm. this podcast. I'm like, dude, hell yeah, I'll jump on that. And you know, people are like that who who I'm comfortable being around, who I want to be surrounded by. You know, are you kind of like that too, or no? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's really been honestly my whole life, and so because a lot of, like you said, uh, how you grew up, uh, single mother, same, but like, I say like the difference between my mother and a lot of different mothers that my mother she was there physically, but she wasn't there emotionally as a mother. So, mm-hmm. so then eventually. But my mom just stopped being a mom altogether to the point to where it's like I'm 12 years old and I'm gambling in the park just to get money to eat at night type stuff, like stuff like that. So so I grew up pretty fast, you know, pretty early, you know, and how you say, you know, you transition from living with your mother to your dad and Mm -hmm. me personally moving around a lot and have to adjust to different people in the different environments and stuff that I've seen and you know, stuff that, you know, a kid around that age shouldn't see and it kept it kept going. But from that point, it I think those situations, they're not always great, but it can teach you <clears> something 
that not being in that situation couldn't have teach, taught you if you wasn't mm-hmm. there, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, like, it's, it's called grit, bro. A, a lot yeah. of, like, there's a study about, I don't know, my sister sent it to me, but there's a study about how grit can influence success in a lot of people. And when I say grit, I just mean, you know, you went through, like, a tough time growing up. And, yeah. you know, that that really can be the difference, and that can be God's way of, blessing you in a weird way you know where you're you're you see yourself excel later on in the future you know like maybe when you graduate or uh maybe when you're 25 or 30 like that's it's not super old like but uh but yeah bro yeah because you have something inside of you everybody uh don't have you know it's Mm -hmm. like the push i got a stepbrother he's in school to be a doctor and you know uh he he'll be graduating in may and Mm -hmm. uh you know, he's my he's my uh my stepbrother, but it's like, you know, he come from a desolate background also. But you know, he he went to more he never made a B in his life, he made all A's, he graduated from Morehouse. Right now he's in Duke Medical School and um, mm-hmm. you know, no he have no college debt and stuff like that, and he's going to be a doctor. So just like but that, that's crazy. That's okay. crazy because my brother, not to interrupt you, my brother is uh is going to medical school as well. And, you know, he hasn't made like a B or whatever, but, but no, I mean, I relate to you, bro. Go ahead. Yeah. So as far as, as far as, uh, you know, like you say, you've grown up in like in the Asian household, like what was like the, uh, support system, like when it came for your mom or even like when you move with your dad, because, you know, a lot of times it's like Asian households, they have this stigma of, they want you to be and do this certain thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I, and personally, um, I understand that from firsthand because I have an Asian friend. Her name is uh, Townie. Her parents wanted her to go to school to be a doc. I mean, to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she didn't want to do that. So what was that experience like for you? Yeah, I, I would say the majority and I'm I'm half white and half Asian, by the way. So, like, I kind of have a mix of that, like the cultures in, in my personal family. But I would say the majority of like Asian families have that uh, have that stigma where they want you to to grow up to be like super successful, but in a traditional way, like not through the Internet. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of differ as far as that, because my mom, uh, she like owns her she owned her own uh, hair business and she was more of the riskier type. And um uh, but anyways, I, I grew up with my mom the majority of my life, and I got a lot of, uh, I guess that riskier like gene from my from my mom, mm-hmm. and uh, she wanted me to you know go to school. Obviously, what parent doesn't want you to go to college? But when I stopped when I stopped going to college freshman year, that's when she started to question like where I was headed in life, and she probably questioned that when I was in high school too, because I. I got in trouble, like, as far as I, I didn't, I, I stopped going to school, which I'll get to in a second. Um, but, yeah, and, and then she eventually started to realize what I was doing when I first, uh, like, when I bought my brother a car. And when, mm. and this is just all from, like, music video. And, and this was before I shot anybody, like, big, like, with the music videos. Mm. Um, and then when I started, like, paying for my own stuff, I bought myself a car. Uh, and then, and then she started, she started cutting people's hair where they'd be like, Oh, you know, this music video person, that's, that's my son. And then they'd be like, Oh, what? He's, he's the, he's like pretty good in like Tennessee, not to like toot my own horn, but, uh, yeah. she started realizing that. And, um, where was I going? Uh, but yeah, so in school, you know, she didn't understand that. And, and a lot of parents don't under really, a lot of parents really don't understand that because with the internet, it's so new, just like kind of how crypto is pretty new to us, you know, in a weird way. Um, but yeah, as far as her supporting my dreams, she, she supports my dreams. It was just hard for her to wrap her head, you know, around it until she started getting validation from, you know, other people who like, supported in a way you know at the end of the day she still wants me to like like she's like you don't you you don't make it until you buy a house so it's like 
it's that type of deal. But it's like, um, that's just how parents are. Like they're very traditional and, uh, that's kind of her support system with me. Now, as far as my dad, uh, he kind of came in part two of my life when my, um, when I moved out of my parents, when, when I moved out of my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's when kind of like my life got situated. Like my dad started taking my stuff serious when I showed him like who lyrical lemonade was. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Hey, this like crazy music video blog, like people like just posted me. This is like a big deal. He's like, who's that? And I showed him like the numbers obviously on YouTube. And then from there they're like, Oh yeah, it's pretty legit. And then after that, uh, (laughs) my dad started taking me serious and yeah, it's really easy to support someone when you see that what they're working on is working. But Mm -hmm. I'd say like the part that matters is when you don't see any proof of your dreams working, like, are you going to support, you know, someone during that time? Yeah. That's the part that matters. Yeah. Because that's when you know that, you know, they're not just there for when it happened, you know, they're not just Mm -hmm. there just in case they was there even when, you know, it wasn't really going too well. You know what I mean? And those are people you know, even if they helped you along the way, those are people that you support and uh, reward mm-hmm. when when it is happening. So as far as that, like, how did you like, how did you get into filming? Like, did you like pick up a camera early on? You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't get to that. So basically, I got graduation money when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. I bought a Canon G7X Mark II. And with that camera, it doesn't have, it's one of those cameras where you press the button and the lens comes out the body. So it's not like a cinema camera, but I bought that camera specifically for YouTube and I ended up using it for music videos. Mm -hmm. Um, And I shot probably a hundred music videos on that small camera. I remember bringing it to shoots and other videographers would be there and they'd be like, man, why, why does this, uh, why does this brand like, why, why are they shooting off of this camera? Like, I thought they would be, th- yeah. I thought they'd have a little bit more money than that, you know? Because um, with my music video brand, my face isn't attached to it. I don't really show my equipment on it. But, uh, but yeah, so I took my graduation money, bought a camera, and I promise to God, that's probably the best investment I've made with money ever. Like, besides crypto, like, these past year, you know? Yeah. But, so I, I did that, and... That camera is is what got me on, like I said, Lyrical Lemonade. And then when I moved to L.A., um, that Lyrical Lemonade post helped me get into some, or sorry, that the shoot that got me onto Lyrical, Lyrical Lemonade, that sh- video shoot uh, helped me get into, like, bigger shoots when I was in uh, Los Angeles. All right, so oh. as far as the lim- Lyrical Lemonade, like, what other opportunities <clears throat> that rooted from you being on Lyrical Lemonade, like like different shoots you were mentioning in LA? Yeah, so it was, um, so the video that I got posted on Lyrical Lemonade, it got posted on that because of like the editing. And uh, I learned how to edit pretty pretty good because the, the quality on the camera was not good. Like I said, the camera didn't even have like an external lens. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like a dad camera in a way. But, I showed that video that got posted on LL to DDG and he asked me when we were in uh, like the Hills or whatever, he said, yo, what camera did you shoot this off of? And I told him, I said, a Canon G7X Mark II. And he used that camera to like vlog, you know, his videos. Mm-hmm. And then I looked at him, we just like paused and looked at each other for a second. Cause I don't think he believed me that I shot it off that. Um, and then from there, his manager was there, and I think he said, I think he told his manager to like reach out to me, or no, I think he gave me his number, and he said, "Bet I want you to shoot my music video because I mean he saw, he saw what I could do with a video that really didn't have, you know, really good quality as far as the camera was." Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, when I shot that video, when I shot his video, obviously I had all the equipment and like lighting production, but. Uh, but yeah, I think that goes to show for anybody listening that if you you really never know where you're gonna end up at with the with the small amount of things that you have, you just you really just gotta make it work, bro. You know? Yeah. Use what you have. 
to mm-hmm. in order to get what you want. That's when Napoleon Hill said, uh, I think either in Think and Go Rich or I, I was listening to uh to one of his uh lecture videos on YouTube, but he did mention that, you know, using what you have right now, you know, to get what you want later. And it seemed like something that's common sense, but mm-hmm. you know, sometimes as humans, we <clears throat> think about so many different other things and we lose, you know, sight of that. that well, yeah, thing. like believe it or not, bro, a lot of people it's common sense, but a lot of people don't realize that's what they're doing. So, for example, let's say somebody wanted to start a YouTube channel and instead of them using their iPhone camera, they would wait for their next paycheck, yeah. for the next three paychecks, you know, a month later so they could buy like a better camera. When in reality, they should start the channel, you know, right then. It's a it's a form of procrastination. I'm only saying that because I got a lot of friends who like wanted to start a YouTube channel. They waited about dang near a year to get the equipment and then they started and within like the first two months, you know, they stopped or whether it was for um, for music videos. So if, if whatever you're wondering or if you're trying to start a business, and you're trying to go the entrepreneur route or get creative. Yeah, for sure. Use what you have, because if not, you're just kind of going to procrastinate yourself into not doing anything at all, you know? Yeah. So as far as uh six fifteen films, how did that uh process uh come about? Like how's the business been going when it comes to your company? It's good going it's 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 good right now, uh making a lot of my income from like the local people here in Nashville. And then when I get the occasional shoot like in LA or Miami, uh that's when I fly out and start, you know, directing the videos myself. But right now I have uh a couple editors a manager who kind of goes through the DMs and responds to people. And I got a, a DP, which is a director of photography. It's just another word for videographer. Mm-hmm. And he kind of takes care of like the shoots locally. And he's fuego. I'd say even like just as good, if not better than me, because whenever you're hiring people, you always want to hire someone that, that, that excels in something that, you know, you're not the best at. Um, but so yeah, he handles he's, he handles all the business in Nashville and Middle Tennessee, uh, Memphis, and like I said, if I get a nice a, a big shoot, something that I really want to direct and take full creative control, that's when I fly out. I'll take him with me and we'll get business done. But it's going good, man. That's my main source of income right now. I'm literally blessed. I was looking at uh, high rise apartments in downtown. You know the type of apartments you you think of like when you think of LA or New York City that those are the type yeah. of apartments you think of. I was looking at those and I, I kid you not, I had goosebumps because I was in downtown Nashville and uh, I was in this apartment and I realized that I'm in this downtown Nashville apartment because of like the Nashville community, you know, for trusting me with their. And when I say Nashville community, I just mean like you know the hip hop community in Nashville. Yeah, but. Yeah, I, I had goosebumps, man, because it really has took me, you know, from from a place of, you know, low income to somewhere decent, you know. But mm-hmm. the business is going good to answer your question. Yeah, and that's uh inspirational, especially like when those people believe in you and it's like they seeing your growth in the uh the process that it took, even if it's from a distance, you know, but you know, they contributed to you and you contributed to them. Mm-hmm. And everybody's happy so what was the process like of creating your team and what do you look for in people when you're building your team whether it's your uh business or even mm-hmm. personal um it is it takes a lot of time and a lot of trial and error but f- as far as me building my music video team i just uh for editors i just submitted an application on uh on this website it's like like a it's like a foreign website or whatever but that's where you get good deals for for editors i forgot the link i'll I'll send it to you uh, after this podcast but and then i just uh look through those editors and then pick the best one uh, of course there it, it it took a lot of time it honestly took me a year to find like the one i literally just found the editor that i that fits my style um a couple days ago kid you not i kid mm-hmm. you not but that's going to take a lot of workload off of me. And as far as the videographers, I just find somebody who obviously has experience, but the main thing is trust. You want to find somebody that you could trust throughout the business because the last thing you want is somebody 
you know, trying to finesse your clients and, and like talking down on, on your brand or, or whatever for, for the favor of themselves. And, um, for my manager, like in my music video business, I just, like I said, submitted an application, bro. And, and then gave her a little commission for each shoot. And, uh, and that's that, bro. Okay. Okay. So what is the, uh, what is your, your, your key principle on, um, staying focused? you know, with a lot of mm-hmm. stuff that you have going on. It's, it's your environment. A lot of people say, you know, you are not your environment, but I'd argue that, you know, for the majority of people, like you're in your environment, you are your environment. Um, I remember when I had to lose some weight for like, for like modeling, I, but and I had to lose like five to 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. I threw away like all the food in, in my cabinets. Cause you know, you are your environment. I remember I had to take my vitamins every day. I had to stay hydrated. I wanted to focus on, you know, not looking dehydrated. So opened up a water, like a water bottle case and I set it right next to my bed. And I kid you, every day, bro, I would just drink a, a water bottle. It's like, I don't even know why I'm explaining this, but yeah, it's just stuff like that where you are your environment, man. And there's a lot of people who, uh, who are into like, you know, weed and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and that really does take it like it affects your mood and it affects your uh, like motivation in a way. Like, yeah, not just that. But when I say that, I mean, like vices, So not just weed, like like the food you're putting in your body. Um, yeah. The, Manipulate yeah. emotions. Yep. And it, even even down to like the clothes in your wardrobe, bro. Like if you have a ton, if you have a ton of clothes where you don't wear it and and you're spending like 20 to 30 minutes a day just looking for the right fit to go out and get business done then you know that's that's wasted time so i i'm really efficient on my environment i like to minimize things and only focus on the things that realistically matter you know to delete the fluff like from every day exactly and i say like one of the things that uh this is sidebar one of the things that steve jobs did uh you know he wore he wore the same outfit like for 10 plus years straight because he said he didn't want to waste time on what is he going to wear today? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you see the things that he accomplished. He's not, you know, he's not alive anymore, but when he was here, like the fact that he having that mindset, I don't want to waste time on what I'm going to wear. So I'm going to wear the same thing every day. And I don't really care what anybody else think because, you know, look mm-hmm. at him and look, look at what I'm doing and, you know, look at what I'm trying to achieve in this world to, you know, potentially help everybody else, you know, whatever contribution that, you know, help people. Yeah. Just like yeah. the iPhones, like majority of the world uses iPhones. Yeah. And speaking of iPhones and environment, man, what you have on your phone really does influence, you know, your mood and, and all that throughout your day. I mean, you've heard the people who, who say like to unfollow the people who yeah. you know, kind of influence your mood in a bad way, but, but you gotta, you gotta take it a little bit deeper. Like I've realized um, the type of videos I watch is like eventually like forms who I am. So let's say I watch a whole bunch of LA YouTubers. I, you know, part majority of me is like, man, I, I need to get back on, on my YouTube bag. I need to start uploading and stuff like that. If my feed on YouTube is filled with, um, like entrepreneur and uh, like self-development or health, you know, I realize that passively my, like that's, that's eventually the route. Like I go by, by default, you know? So, I mean, bro, I've, I've been down the path where I adjusted like the algorithm, like on YouTube, as far as like, I have one account where it's just like business YouTubers I'm subscribed to. And I have one account where it's just like, you know, the entertainment YouTubers that I watch, you know? And, Whenever I want to get in my bag and just like buckle down and focus, like I keep the uh, the business YouTube open just so when I do click the app, it's like it influences me in a positive way. Yeah, to keep you to keep you uh, head strong and focus on what you have going on. So it's for like so as far as like when you mentioned in the environment, what was uh, the shock for you when you went from Nashville and then you went to L.A. for a while? Like, what's the big difference between the two and how mm-hmm. how was the experiences differently? I would say um, the people, 
just because I'll be straightforward, bro. Like all the like the group that I was around, like I watched on YouTube for like two years straight. Mm-hmm. And so that that was definitely a shock. And that that was definitely a lifestyle shift, lifestyle change. And uh like on the when I was on the plane, like on the way there, I mean I told myself like, you know, these are influ- these are some influential people, but I'm not gonna change like my character when I'm around them because I know uh you know how long i've been watching them blah 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 but it's really important to like have groundwork laid out for you before you get into like that environment you know speaking of environment so yeah to answer your question i'd say it it is the people who that that shocked me you know because Mm -hmm. you're around people who influence you and and when you're around those types of people it motivates you Okay, I'm on my laptop now. All right, back again, back again. Yeah. All right, so where do, where do we leave off? Bro, to be honest, I slick forgot. So did I. <laughs> uh, so I, I just go to the next question then. All right. Uh, so what's the part? What's the hardest part about your line of business? Um. Well, right now I do, I do a lot of music video work, so. It's definitely just, you know, satisfying customers, you know, and uh, it's weird. Like, I, it's not really hard managing my business anymore. I think it's more of like personal battles as far as like, where do I want to go next? Mm-hmm. Like, do I want to like stay the entrepreneurial route or do I want to start building a personal brand and take that serious? So I'd say that's where I start. I say that's the hard part, you know, right now for me. Okay. So how did you uh get into modeling? How did how did that come about? Uh so yeah, it was right after high school, bro. And I a lot of models like they get discovered, but with me, I've been told like uh I was in I was at Goodwill one time thrift shopping and this like old guy. He was like, Hey bro, do you model do you model? And I said, No, I don't. And that kind of planted the seed in my head and uh so I just looked up auditions like around me in Nashville and this was like right after a breakup. So I wanted to, you know, I, I, I wanted to like, I feel like I was making some moves, you know, I wanted to be on the come up. So this was a, after like a high school relationship. So you can kind of see where my headspace was at. Mm-hmm. And I went to, a, you know, a modeling audition. They just had me wear a black t-shirt, uh, walk straight forward and walk back. And then they said, they said, they literally said, I will send you the con and, uh, contact. And I showed it to like all my family. And at the time they didn't know it. This was like the biggest modeling agency in Tennessee. It's called Amax. It's mm-hmm. one of the most reputable, but all of them thought it was a scam. And it kind of snapped me back into like this mind of, you know, people, why, why is everybody doubting me and all that? But, you know, as I grow older, I just realized that. They, they, they just want the best for me. So anyways, um, I went my own way. I signed with them. From there, I got, you know, from there, I got a, a Foot Locker gig. I was on the front page of Foot Locker, uh, Russell Athletics. Um, uh, 12 months later, I signed with Hollywood Model Management in L.A. I started doing some modeling work out there. Um, and then I got signed in Chicago and that was my first time in Chicago. And believe it or not, my first time in LA, it was from uh, modeling. I think I was like, I was 18 years old at, at the time. So I was fresh out of high school. Started in that, but I want to say if I would have never made that leap into modeling where I self-submitted myself, where, you know, you wouldn't get, um, you wouldn't get discovered, then, you know, I wouldn't have got those pretty like pretty cool like clouded gigs of like you know Foot Locker Russell Athletics I did some like small stuff with like Walmart you know but uh but yeah so for anybody listening I would say if you don't believe in yourself just believe in yourself as cliche as it sounds you know because you you never know what you could do with the little you have you know fast forward down the line because I promise to god I, I didn't know I would have ended up there as far as like modeling goes yeah, that's uh, that's 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 pretty unique because I've I've been uh told the the same thing, but um, 
see, but you're you're like you're six foot one. Cause I looked, I looked at your Amex talent profile. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I did my research. You six foot one, but see, I'm like five eight and a half. But, mm-hmm. um, but like you know, different women would tell me, you know, you you have pretty good skin. You look like you can like model like for Calvin Klein or something like that. I'm like, all right, you know, appreciate that. Thank you. And you know, I would like like yourself, do some research, try to self submit. Yeah. A lot of times, hey man, you gotta be like over six. <laughs> well, the thing is, bro, uh, commercial modeling you can be shorter, and but with like fashion modeling, you gotta be taller and like skinny too. So okay. I, I do commercial modeling, but bro, nowadays you don't have to model anymore. Like you don't have to be signed with an agency where they take twenty percent. Nowadays, you build up a following, take pictures of yourself, put on Instagram, and get brand deals. That'll pay you just as much as these modeling agencies will. And you don't get 20% took out, you know, because of your agency fee. So I think I think in today's time, if if you're too short, then start a separate Instagram page for modeling and do some like extravagant like tropical shoots or whatever. I don't know, you know. <laughs> build build that on per on build that on social media though, for sure. Okay. I remember one time uh my LA model agency. They wanted, uh, they wanted to take. See, this is the thing. I, I read my contract. Not a lot of the models read their contract. That's mistake number one. But I, they basically said like they wanted to take like forty uh, percent of like my YouTube ad revenue, mm. like for as long as I was signed, and uh, and you know obviously I told them to like change that. But, but yeah, fun little fact. Yeah, you can't you can't get on that YouTube ad revenue because it's already hard enough to. Gandhi in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, who's your biggest inspiration? Uh, it changes so often. I would say, I would say two years ago, it was Cole Bennett, the owner of Lyrical Lemonade. And that's why I started my music video business. And then, um, as far as YouTube, uh, Bro, I mean, I know a lot of people hate to, like, give credit to people and give credit to people, like, especially, like, in the YouTube space on what inspired who, blah, blah, blah. But when I first started watching DDG, when I when I saw him, like, buy, you know, things for his family, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So about, you know, two and a half years when I was tuned into his channel, that inspired me a lot um, as far as, like, the YouTube side of taking it serious, you know. Because before, like I said earlier in the podcast, you know, I watch YouTubers. I want to start a YouTube channel, whether whether it was like vlogs or whatever. But I would say um, those are the two that I know of right now, like off the top. Okay. So what 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 was it like, uh, you know, being around uh, DDG and you know doing the doing the music videos? It was it was cool. Um, I remember, like, I moved into Chark's apartment in Los Angeles, and uh, I was in my room, like, editing, and Chark knocked on my door. He was like, hey, come out to the living room. I want to introduce you to somebody. And then I walked out there, and he was like, yo, this is, uh, yo, Daryl, this is Caleb. Caleb, this is, like, DDG or Daryl. I don't forget what he said, but. And then he recognized me, obviously, from, like, the uh, the YouTube drama from, like, Riley Simpson. Yeah, I remember and... That's great. We just we just laughed about we honestly just laughed about that, and he was like, "What do you say?" He said something about uh, Riley Simpson, like a joke or whatever. And then I was like, "Bro, I need you know I needed my money or whatever, because uh, like he she owed me money." But anyways, uh, a couple days later, Chark was like, "Yo, I want to get footage at this podcast house because he ran a podcast back then, and I was the camera guy." out there in the editor forum and he was like let's get some behind the scenes so we rode up there this is the first time i've seen la beneath me because we're in the hills and mm-hmm. i see this extravagant mansion and from that moment i was like yeah i i want to stay out here you know just from seeing like this nice stuff but it's really easy to get like jaded and all that so anyways um there's like a little lounge area out in the backyard of the mansion and and, you know, you see, like, a couple of influencers. You see a lot of TikTokers there. 
and uh, DG was there. And then um, we already like built rapport up beforehand. And I showed him, uh, you know, I talked to his manager first and then we, we built some rapport and then DG or Darrow was like, uh, yo, so you, you shoot music videos. And I was like, yeah, that's where I showed him like the lyrical lemonade post and, and that video. And from there, he asked me to shoot a music video. Um, a couple weeks later, I was over at his crib and this is just all from like being in the circle of like that YouTube group. So it wasn't like, um, I was just like, you know, tagging along with chart and, you know, Pootie, that's who we rolled up there with. And he went into more detail about what he wanted with the music video shoot. He said 42 Doug, uh, may or may not be featured in this shoot. And we, you know, we talked about it. Uh, the next day later, <clears throat> randomly at nighttime, uh, I get like a knock on the door from Chark and Chark's like, yo, Daryl wants to talk to you. Daryl's like, yo, uh, what are you doing tomorrow morning? And I'm like, nothing. What's up? He's like, I want you to fly on the PJ with us. And I'm like, what's a PJ? He said a private jet. And then obviously those scenes in the music video, that was my first time on a private jet. And, uh, it felt so it felt super surreal, bro, because no, this was like my first like couple weeks like in LA, you know, and <clears throat> things moved fast, really fast. So um, but I did what I did. Like I've shot music videos before, so I've been in situations where you kind of gotta be about business. Like I got the shots there, regardless of you know, how's that feeling, making sure the shots are smooth, um, mm -hmm. stable. Uh, you know, got those shots outside the PJ or like the I eight, Rolls Royce and some mother car, I forgot. But, you know, got those shots. Flew to Vegas. Got some shots in Vegas. First time gambling, too. And it was like a two-hour flight. Uh, flew, shoot, flew back to L.A. And that was that. And then he randomly hit me up and was like, yo, I just got, like, a call back from 42 Doug. His label wants us to fly to Atlanta to get some shots with him. And we, we flew to Atlanta. Bro, a lot of flying around. We flew to Atlanta and then got those shots. And the editing process was like maybe like a week or two after that. Okay, okay. So when it comes to your editing, like what, like what do you base your style off of? Because I've seen your videos and like I, I personally, I really like the effects. Mm -hmm. Like X is crazy. So it's like, like what was like, what did you get your editing style from? Is it something? Is it kind of rooted from like? Certain stuff, because, like, as far as, like, you know, like, when you're younger, you're growing up and you're watching, like, let's say, like, a cartoon episode. Mm -hmm. like, then they have, like, some scenes where it's, like, all these different colors and uh, the cartoon character kind of spaced out and the body goes back and forth in the place. Yeah. Like, like, it's a ghost or something that comes back in the body and, you know, just things yeah, like that. It. Uh, no, to answer your question, 100% in the beginning, it was... Uh, Lyrical Lemonade. I keep going back to that, but, like, that's what inspired me a lot as far as, like, the effects and just, like, the business model in general. Um, but, yeah, so that really inspired the effects from what I've got. And now I'm, I'm kind of more focused on, like, the cinematic, mm -hmm. cinematic area. And, you know, I just bought a new A7S III. And, yeah, so, I mean, that'd be a pretty nice combo, like, nice-ass effects with a great camera, you know. So the camera that so like what what uh what software do you use to edit? Uh I use a uh, Windows Movie Maker. Mhm. Mm and no, I I don't use Windows Movie Maker. I use a uh, Premiere Pro. Yeah, okay. I, I thought so cuz I use like the most uh what the Premiere one, no pun no pun intended. Mhm. Mm and so how did you get the interview uh with J Cole's brother because I seen you uh, in a video on Genius, and they was talking about uh, J. Cole's song Kill Edward. And oh, I remember that, yeah. Um, yeah, it was about back in 2018. And uh, and on the Genius Network video, you showed up like a minute and five seconds. And his brother was saying that he had mm. a stepdad named Edward, and he didn't yeah. know that would have something to do with the song, but he felt you know, pretty sure that has something to do with the song because J. Cole mentioned in certain mm -hmm. songs, you know, how his mom's alcoholic and, 
being yeah. the stepdad fighting and beating up on the moms and how he wanted to grab the gun and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh when when J. Cole was uh talking, was rapping about Zach in in the music. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it was about Zach, but a lot of people in the comment section said that. Uh that flew over my head, believe it or not. So that rap genius interview, like the rap genius video about uh that album, it kind of flew over my or it kind of surprised me. But rewinding back how I ended up meeting Zach, um, remember how I said, like, I kind of bounced around uh, from my mom's house to my dad's house? Well, in between that, I lived at my uncle's, and he went on tour with a lot of, uh, like, music artists, like Snoop Dogg and, like, uh, Wiz Khalifa, a lot of a lot of country stars, too, because we're in uh, Tennessee. And um, anyways, while he was on tour, he met somebody who knew somebody. And uh, <clears throat> it was Zach, and he introduced me to Zach before I knew Zach was Zach, uh, J. Cole's brother, a.k.a. And he also, he's also very talented in, um, in like, building cars, dude, believe it or not. Like, he, had, he showed me some of his car builds, which is absolutely insane. Um, but anyways, I met him through my uncle who goes on tour when I lived with my uncle. And from there, I asked him to be to like do a quick little youtube video and at first he was a little hesitant but you know he agreed and no before i asked him like i was low-key nervous to to ask him to be on a youtube video but i low-key took that leap of faith and a, a lot of like my you know small success that i have right now is just from those moments of of like risk taking and, and those small little leap, leaps of faith to like you know, speak up on things like that, ask when when you really want something. So if anybody's watching, I feel like you should take that away from this situation. Yeah. But, but anyways, yeah. So we, we just hopped on camera, and I was I was trying to interview him, uh, like Bilu and Zias. Looking back though, I wish I would have been a little bit more serious because I didn't know how you know impactful that was in the very when that was being interviewed but but yeah no I, I love j cole bro like that's my favorite music artist all time even before i met zach yeah j cole used to really uh he used to be uh you know be my guy too but i say the one that always kind of really took the cake for me that's over j cole within that era was uh kendrick lamar i knew you're gonna say that yeah <laughs> I, I never got into kendrick i i feel like um I just wasn't put onto him at all. I had to like kind of self-discover him. Whenever I like self-discover people, like it takes a lot of work to like actually get to know all their music, you know, cause you gotta yeah, go yeah. through like four albums, five albums. Yeah. So, uh, so what's your favorite song from J. Cole? Uh, there's a lot. Let's see. Let me think. His old stuff for sure. Recently, I've been listening to uh, Home for the Holidays. Mm-hmm. And it really just depends on the situation of life I'm in. And yeah. like, let's say, you know, I'm flying to LA for the first time. I'll throw on Home for the Holidays. Uh, obviously, Love Yours is a banger. Like, everybody knows that song. Um, but I, I like his old music, bro. I really like to play music where I relate to it, you know, in the moment. That's just how I am. But no, J. Cole definitely helped me get through some hard times. Yeah, definitely. Same, same, same. Uh Friday night Friday night lights, I think is my uh favorite um from J. Cole. Especially like when I'm uh taking a job at nighttime. Mm-hmm. Like um all the cars are passing down, you know, passing me on the street right as I'm running, but like the lights are steady shining on me and it's like the more and more the song builds up, I feel like the more and more it's like a movie and it's dark and that person is walking through the door and the crowd is chanting their name and it's like boom I'm here now you know what I mean <laughs> yeah no I, bro I 100% relate to that yeah cuz it's, it's like you it says that it's that black sheep it's that it's, it's that come up story bro that I feel like that is uh Friday night lights like theme you know the the come up story Bingo. that's why I like J Cole cuz he gives off that vibe yeah so, uh, besides J. Cole, do you have any other uh, favorite artists, uh, like Jay-Z, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that? Uh, I've been listening to um, Lil Baby a little bit. 
I've been listening to a little bit of Rilo Rodriguez. Uh, let's see, who else? It just depends. I've been listening to Tory Lanez a little bit, and I'm on, I'm literally on my Apple Music right now. Okay, okay. You listen to that new Gunna album? Nah, I didn't listen to. It. I'm not. I'm not a fan of uh, Gunna. Yeah, that's the first time I've probably actually listened to one of his albums. Yeah. But... So uh, <laughs> yeah. to to, uh, to backpedal a bit, I know you mentioned that uh, that you you left uh, you left school, but we didn't get in. Uh, was able to get in detail about it. Mm-hmm. Um, like what? Like what was your uh, reasoning of doing so? Um, it was a combination of me knowing what I wanted, but didn't want to take that leap of faith to like you know do what I want. I think I let my vices take that leap of faith for mm-hmm. me. Like as far as not showing up in time for class. You know, so instead of just voluntarily stopping school, I kind of let the school be like, hey, this isn't for you. So um, after I missed the signups for a semester, that's where that's literally where I stopped going to school and I started pursuing, you know, video, you know, full time. So what what so what would you say about the the traditional uh, college route? Let's say it's. Let's say it's a uh, it's a kid or somebody that's listening to this and their parents pressure about going to college or 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 they may be in college and they want to do what you're doing. Like, would you subscribe them to to follow their dreams or take the take the safe route, you know, and do what somebody else want them to do? I mean, you know, you already know the answer. I would subscribe them to follow their dreams. But just know that a lot of people think their parents want them to fail. It's really just ignorance, which is which is the definition of unawareness. Like of them being unaware, your parents are unaware of what the internet can do for your livelihood and their livelihood if it gets big enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say do a combination at first of school. So while you're in high school, do your research. Uh, but to be more specific, I would just say Google is your friend. You know, if, if you want to learn how to edit videos, go to Google, watch Brian Delimata on YouTube. That's like my editing boy on YouTube. He's like very talented. Um, let's say you want to be a YouTuber, uh, Google videos on, on the YouTube algorithm, like how to get promoted, even TikTok. Like, believe it or not, people don't even do that, bro. Like people don't put in like at least the typing work on, on the knowledge on on some of the things that they want to do. But I would say do a, do a combination of both in the beginning. And when it comes down to it, if your parents are like, go to school or pursue your dreams, I don't think they'll actually say that, but you know, at the end of the day, pursue your dreams. Yeah. Cause you have to do what you want to do. As far as like the research when it comes to social media, I literally just started uh uh learning about uh digital marketing. Um so I think as of right now, uh the digital the digital marketing thing, um, it'll be a great benefit with me as far as like certain goals I I do have like down the line that can I can take this skill and yeah. use it. You you know leverage it to to get myself in the you know get myself in the door because I say besides boxing like my my uh besides you know being a professional boxer I've always had different goals of you know you know uh in entertainment and also mm-hmm. business wise you know yeah you're a multi talented individual bro um, yeah. but yeah you probably did that research on the internet prior to all that you probably put in those uh, practice hours you know when you're in boxing. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. Because it's a lot of time spent alone with yourself. And I say that's the, like the main thing uh, besides certain youth, certain things that you've uh, mentioned people should take away from this is that, you know, <laughs> uh, the more time you spend alone with yourself, you're able to figure out who you really are. Because you see a lot of like this day and age, everybody wants to, you know, be with the crowd or following the trends. You know, like that's how most people 
that's how most people are doing. They they follow the trend being with the crowd and want to be like everybody else, but they don't know who they are. And so yeah. and so I say the main thing unique about your journey, like you knew who you are yeah. in order for you to do this. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't trust yourself and you wouldn't have done the things that you had to do to get yourself to the point to where you are right now. 100%. I think it's, I think in the beginning of the internet, like, clout would get you paid but now nowadays like clout is so oversaturated especially with tiktok like being in front of the camera isn't always the the solution as far as financially you know um a, a lot of the moves is happen happens behind the camera like mm -hmm. i remember when i was out in la a lot of people would be a lot of outside people would be you know integrated in in the circle and like you know, they throw up, you know, the clout moves on Instagram being like, yo, where this is where I'm at. This is who I'm with. But when they go home, it's like that doesn't translate to money. And eventually you're going to come to a point where you're going to move back home and you're going to have to start back at square one when you should have just, you know, got got to. So I see a lot of people moving out to L.A. when when they're on square one. You should move to LA when you're already when you already have a little bit of stuff established for you, yeah. because value attracts value. If I didn't know how to edit, or if I didn't like be integrated a little bit like with the video stuff, like I there would have been no value for me like in Los Angeles, you know, as far as helping people and vice versa. Yeah, because in order to get what you want, you have to get people what they want. Exactly, and. I know a lot of people dream about like the palm trees and like, you know, the city, but if you're trying to, you know, make a business on the internet or online, you know, start on the internet. Don't start in a different city. Okay. So have books helped you <clears throat> on this journey? And if so, what books did you read? Uh, yeah, I would argue that, you know, probably uh, like website blog, like Reddit, you know, helped me out a lot, but I've read some interesting books, uh, very few. One, 48 Laws of Power, that's like, people are going to think I'm crazy, but, you know, there, there's some there's some little tips in there where, as far as in business, you know, how to, like, move forward a little bit, just to understand, like, human nature. Uh, recently, I've been reading a lot on real estate, so mm -hmm. I, 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 I recommend, like, bigger pocket books. Uh, what else? Let's see. That's it. I just like to I like to read self development stuff like that. What about you? Oh, uh, same. I I have a lot of books. I actually have like a suitcase full of books. Literally, like I say, the suitcase at least by like probably like eighty pounds to a hundred pounds, and uh, and I have like a, a bag full of books that I'm actually staying at right now. But the one I'm reading right now, <laughs> uh, maybe dang like, buddy, have you heard you? of the Kindle? I like I like physical books, you know, because I'm able yeah. like, to like underline and go back and really digest it. Um, but a right the book that I'm doing <laughs> right now is the million dollar mindset, and I was recommended mm. uh by that. I was recommended that book by um actually a business uh mentor, uh Mr. Uh Mr. Bernstein. And he actually does real estate himself. And and I and so about that, it's like I got in I got in a connection with him you know through being persistent and going around and asking questions because I know I was on <clears> for him for at least about like three months until one day I went into a restaurant decided to get something to eat and as I'm sitting there eating he walks right there through the door and it was like taking candy from a baby at that point because I knew once I met him you know of me him being a mentor getting to know him was an easy process because you know, I, I give off this vibe to where it's like people are real comfortable with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh so from that point, you know, it was uh it became you know, it's it became like really easy and you know, he just re recommended me that book. And from that point, you know, um I always had a lot of books. Like I started reading chapter books at five years old. And, oh, wow. and another thing about me, I picked up on a, a music tip at six so i used to make beats i write rhymes and also record 
Um, and I also like uh, growing up and living in the projects. I used to freestyle rap battle for money also, but always to, against people that was much older than me, and I would win. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm kind of a, a low key prodigy that was that was uh that just you know that was in a different environment, you know. Yeah, you got a you got a good head on your shoulders, bro. It's it's rare to find uh, rappers who who hold like your intellect as far as uh, self aware, like being self aware on books, you know. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that's a good combo if, if you consider you know being an artist, you know, pair that with like some social media marketing, which which is what you're learning right now. Mm-hmm. I think you'll do pretty good, bro. One hundred percent. And uh, I have also have the uh, 48 Laws of Power, like Robert Greene's book, Human, uh, 48 Laws of Power, Laws of Human Nature, and um, uh, The Art of Seduction. I've read uh, the, the 50th Law by 50 Cent. I think that's a given because anything mm-hmm. that has to do with uh, uh, creativity, uh, period, 50 mm-hmm. Cent is definitely a blueprint, without a doubt. I'm going to check that out. Without a doubt, because everything 50 Cent has done from the 90s up to this point, he said he was going to do that. And I remember watching the video, and he was sitting on his grandmother's porch. And everything that he's doing right now, even like with music, but especially like TV and film, he literally talked about that way before he was uh, signed and doing videos and music with Aftermath. Like he was still in the hood, sitting on his grandma's porch, and you know, doing the stuff that he was doing in order to make his money. To, to put towards towards certain things. But it's like once you learn the history of certain stuff mm-hmm. and and you can you can use it in real time to uh for your for your situation. So Yeah, that's what that's what's great about books. It, it it allows you to not make the same mistake twice by learning from somebody else's experiences. Exactly. And, you know, the more you absorb, obviously the more wise you are. So yeah, and, de- and depending on how old the person was when they wrote the book, let's say they're like 50 years old and it was published during that time, now you have 50 years worth of experience and you're not even 50 yet. Yeah, yeah. I also recommend, obviously, I mean, everybody's had to read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If you're trying to go down the entrepreneur route, definitely read uh I got that one too. Sure. It's sitting right here on my desk. Yeah, it's a staple for sure. So um, what are what are your uh, social media tags so that people can follow you and add you? Uh, so on Instagram, it's at Caleb. And then on YouTube, it is my name on the screen. So Caleb Roland, K-A-L-E-B-R-O-W-L-A-N-D. Instagram should be the one next to the blue check. Cause when you type in Caleb, like different Caleb's pop up. So yeah, but you know, slight flex got the blue. check. Uh, <laughs> that's what people are thinking right now. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. to say that. Come on now. Yeah, you got the blue. But bro, I appreciate you having me on this podcast. For real. This is actually yeah, my no, first podcast. Yeah, no problem. And you like you're the first guest of the year. Um, and I really appreciate it because I tried to get like uh other people to come on. Um, but you know, a lot of people didn't respond. Not saying that you were the like the the last hope or anything, but as far as like I wanted the podcast to be something I, you know, one of the one of the few things that I stick to like throughout this whole year and see work and you know, see where it can go. And hopefully, you know, it can be like something where it's like something that's inspiring, get people to go for their dreams and, you know, become this, this like, uh, this thing of the umbrella of, you know, the Newberry brand. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. I like that a lot. And, uh, and what are the three biggest takeaways that you can, uh, give to people, uh, from this interview? Uh, from this interview, I would say to follow your dreams. Very cliche, but it's a given. Number two, do research. Like, if you're following your dream, do research on it. Like, at least like do some googling about it. Like, how much do you, how much can you make? Uh, you know, how do you go about growing whatever you're growing? And read about it. Uh, number three, I would say health. Uh, health is important. So, you know, if you're trying to start a business, whether it's on the internet, whether it's in real life, you know, you're not waking up at 8am with like a bad diet. And, uh, and yeah, it's just focus on what you put in your body. Because what you put in your body is a output of your, uh, like what you execute in real life. So yeah, you put that three things. 
And uh, what is like, what is the the best camera for somebody to uh, start with when it comes to like uh, editing and making videos? As far as like the filming, like yeah. the filming process, you know, like recording the music videos. Yeah, the best camera is the one that you have access to right now. But if you want a real answer, I would say uh, Sony A7S three. It's about like four racks. Uh, that's like if you want the best of the best right now, as far as a DSLR. Um, now, if you want something more in your budget, just go to Best Buy and just like ask them because they'll probably recommend you something for like something in your budget. But bro, believe it or not, these iPhone cameras are getting crazy. So if you have like an iPhone 12 plus or even mm -hmm. 11 plus, like use that. Okay. And uh, what are the, the editing software if you are doing it on your iPhone opposed to not doing it on your iPhone? iPhone... You can download. Uh, actually, I don't. I can't answer the iPhone question. I don't really edit videos on my iPhone. But Adobe Premiere Pro, I hear, is good on your computer. Uh, Final Cut is good. I've never used Final Cut. Adobe Premiere Pro, I think it's like less than like fifteen dollars a month if you're a student. If you're like not a student, it may be like twenty dollars, maybe cheaper than that. But yeah. Okay. All right. Appreciate it, Caleb. All right. No problem, man. Thanks for having me. About. All right, I'll hit you up soon on the ground. Thank you. No problem. All right. Thank you for listening to the podcast featuring Caleb Roland. Make sure you follow him on all social media platforms. I will link it below. And make sure you leave a five-star review, comment, and share the podcast on all of your social medias. So anybody that you may know may be interested in listening to this type of content about entrepreneurship, life stories, self-belief, books, education, and how to reach your goals for the better to better your life. Thank you.